Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, my God. The villains and the wolves. Oh, my God. Hello, and welcome to Love Letters, a Universal Sound. And I'm your host, Deborah Washington. Today, we're going to talk about the villains and the wolves in the world, identifying the real you. Your kids come from you, your body, but they're not you. I'm going to tell you a story about something that happened to me as a child. I remember when I was six years old. And we was at our auntie's house. I don't know why we were there, but a car came and picked us up and took us away and took us to a place called McLaren Hall in Los Angeles, California. My father was arrested and in prison for multiple DWIs, won't stop drinking and driving. And my mother was constantly in, admitted into a mental institution called Camparilla. We was left alone in the home. My auntie picked us up and DHS came and took us to a place called McLaren Hall. While we was in McLaren Hall... They separated us. It was five of us, and they separated us. And all I know, I don't know how long we were there, but I remember being on the front porch. It was a beautiful day. It's like a spring day. I remember the sun was shining real brightly and my sister, my favorite sister, she was maybe four and I was six and uh, she was holding on. She, my favorite, she was holding on to my clothes and had her thumb in her mouth and I was rocking. That's what I do. Rock calm my nerves. And all of a sudden, she took her thumb out of her mouth and she started singing while I was rocking. She was holding on to me and she said, Jesus loves me, this I know. Yes, Jesus love me, for the Bible tell me so. I, I never heard uh, her sing before. I was looking at her and I said, how 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 you learn that song? Who how you know that song? She said I learned it from when we were in when we was in that place. I said it's so pretty and beautiful. Sing it again, and she would sing that song to me over and over all the time. That was my favorite sister. She would sleep with me, and she know. I was scared of the dark and she would wake me up and she would say, Deborah, let's go to the bathroom. You got a pee pee. Let's go to the bathroom. And we go to the bathroom and she come that she 
that was my favorite sister. I remember one night we were looking at the Flintstones sitting on the floor and my sister Sherry Lynn said, I'm hungry. I mean, give me some chicken. I said, okay. On the stove, there was a pilot lit real high. We had a gas stove. And on the other side, there was a bowl of chicken. She said, I'm going to give me some chicken. I said, well, give me some too. So I watched her go into the kitchen. And she opened up the oven door and stood on top of the oven door. And I seen her reach over to get the chicken. And I heard a poof. Her dress caught on fire. She jumped off the stove. And she started running around in the living room. <laughs> My siblings, when they we all seen that, we just ran. Nobody knew what to do for her. I ran up under the bed. <laughs> and I, I, I ran from back from under the bed to see her, and she was still burning. I ran back up under the bed, and I started crying. <laughs> and then I came from under the bed, and she was still burning. And then all of a sudden, my mother came from somewhere in the back and threw water on her. And it was smoke come from her, her body, and the smell. Uh, when I was looking at her, her, white, her back was white. Her skin was peeling like wax and on her arms. And she was just, her skin was hanging off of her. And my mother wrapped her up in a baby blanket. and told us, don't open the door for nobody. I said, okay. So she closed the door, and I watched her run down the street with my sister, running down the street, and the hospital was right there to the corner, right there around the corner, Barnair's Hospital. We lived on 119th and Broadway. And all of a sudden, I was hearing, that was my family in there. And I didn't know that was my family in there. And the neighbors was trying to kick our door in. And we was hovering together and we didn't open the door. We didn't open the door. And all I know is... We was going to a funeral. And when I see my sister, I looked at her in the casket and I still smelled that smell. And she had her hair fixed the same way that she left. And I was looking at her in the casket 
And I was saying, why? How? Why? That happened to her. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Why? Why, Jesus? Tell me the truth. Why? And I always would pray that say that Jesus loved me. This I know. For the Bible tell me so. Jesus tell me the truth. She had a Easter dress on. It was flammable. Heat, the heat from the stove ignited her dress. I found that out years ago. And as I continue asking questions about everything that I've seen that I didn't understand, I was seeing, Jesus loves me, this I know. Tell me the truth. Why, why did he do that to her? Why did they run over that dog? Tell me the truth. Jesus. And so one day I was coming home from school and I walked through the door and I see my dad slap my mother and she fell on the floor. She got up off the floor and she ran right by me. And my dad said, follow her. So I followed her over the overpass. You could see the cars at the bottom of the freeway. And I followed her to a telephone booth. She went into a telephone booth and she was using that. And her yellow car came and got her right by the Why Not Club. She got in. I told my dad, a yellow car, a yellow car, picked up mommy. I cried for my mother. I was seven years old. And I didn't see her no more for seven years. I looked for my mother, my mommy. When I found her, I was 15 years old and nine months pregnant. The villains and the wolves, they know when you don't have any parents around you to protect you.
when I went to this duplex, I knocked on the door. And a woman answered the door. She said, yes. And I said, is Annabelle there? Is there an Annabelle there? She said, yes. She said, well, who are you? I said, my name is Deborah. I, I, I'm her daughter. I didn't know Annabelle had any children. She, I said, yes, she, uh, it's five of us. Follow me here. When my mother left, she had a baby there. My sister was five weeks old. She left five of us, four girls and one boy, and the youngest was five weeks old. Now I'm going to go back, she said to the lady at the door. I didn't know Annabelle had any children. I said, yes, it's five of us. She's in the back. She's in the back duplex back there. So I walked back there, and the door was open. And I, the first thing I seen when I went in the door, went inside, was a, uh, a couch with rotten food, uh, just rotten food, spoiled food. And uh, I looked to the back, and I seen my mother. And she had a broom in her hand, and she was moving this broom so it can be perfect in that corner, and roaches and everything was coming out of there. And when I was seeing her, she had ministrated on herself, and ministration was running down her leg, and some was dry. And I said, hello. And she said, well, who is this? I said, My, I'm Deborah, your daughter. And then we talked. Then I came home and told my family. And we went over there and got her out of there. I don't know what was wrong with my dad. I don't know what was wrong with him. He wanted to have sex with her. Mm -hmm. But I remember I gave birth. And I was going to school. I was going to two schools and transferred to one school to another school, John C. Fremont, and then to Washington High School. And my mother was watching my daughter. And all I know, I got a call from school to the office. The school, I got summons to the office, and they told me to go home. And the police took me home, and they told me that my mother was found dead on the floor. I, I didn't even know she had an apartment because she was at my auntie's house. I didn't know what to think. My daughter was only six weeks old. 
I had my mother for six weeks. And I was 16 years old. That was the beginning. of some new things. My auntie, all I know, she got all of us together and she said, God told her to marry my dad and she's going to be our stepmother. I begged my dad not to do that. So I buried myself in going to school. I had nowhere to turn because Jesus Christ, I didn't even know him yet. But since six years old, when my sister introduced me, through that song, I asked why questions. And I said, nowhere to turn, Christ I knew not yet. Nowhere to turn, Christ I knew not yet.
then I felt an overwhelming desire to turn my way. My eternal life with him became of great importance. Can't you see? You're safe. 